0: This is Conversations with Corey. Hey guys, um, this has been long overdue, Um, and uh, if you remember, um, my name's Corey, Uh, this is Conversations with Corey. A lot of stuff has happened since uh, Caleb introduced me to this podcast. Um, Right after that I was a part of that joint podcast, I ended up uh, getting coronavirus. I had it at towards the end of November. Um, I didn't recover for quite a while. Um, I had to go to the hospital at one point and uh, went back to work, got into a car wreck as well. Um, so there's been several things that's been going on in my life that has kind of delayed this, but um, I do want to I do want to go ahead and start my podcast today. So those of you who are listening and want to, you know, join in, uh, if you got your Bibles out today, I kind of want to speak on the subject of tradition in the church. Um, tradition, we see, you know, there's a lot of good and a lot of not so good traditions that we practice as Christians, as followers of Jesus, and we kind of need to practice a little bit of discernment when we when we go to church service and when we participate in some of the traditions that we're in. Um, the first verse I want to start out with is in Colossians. It's it's uh, chapter two, verse eight. Uh, it says, beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world and not after Christ. So a lot of times I see traditions kind of getting in the way of what we need to be doing for God. You know, some traditions are good. You know, some, I I believe there are some traditions that help us out. Um, There are some churches that have what we call a mourner's bench uh, where, um, you know, people can gather around and play or pray around lost souls. And, and it's, um, I think some traditions are good to have, but I I also think um, that we also have in our minds some of these traditions we think are biblical and they're not. Um, now, some traditions are unbiblical, but they're not anti-biblical, like the mourner's bench, like among other things, um, where I don't see anything wrong with that. I mean it is a tradition, whether we want to admit to it or not. Um, also uh, something that you know has been a tradition for some of our churches has been has been letters sent from one church to another. Um, and I know that paul Paul used letters of recommendation. however, there's no scripture or um any kind of commandment or commission from God or Jesus Christ that said that we had to use letters uh to communicate uh from church to church whether you know it was it was a recommendation it wasn't a whether whether or not they could join or not i don't think the church should have that kind of authority um some believe that the church that church authority is godly authority but if a, if a person feels like they need to join the church if a person feels like that they need to be a part of another body i don't feel like that any church should be able to dictate whether or not that person can be a part of that body um and, and i understand if a if a person gets excluded if a person is or you know exiled or whatever if a person is not in good standing i i would you know, kind of understand that. But the the thing that I take away from this is that if a person is led by God to join another church, and a church causes them to not, or the church that they come from causes them to not be able to join that church, because they don't think that they should join that church. I think that the church then is trying to take authority upon itself. And In that aspect, you know, the church at that point thinks that it has more control over your life than God does. When we need to realize that God is the one who is the judge, he's the one who is the commissioner, he is the one who tells us what we can and can't do, and when a church tells you what you can and can't do, and you... and people are following what the church says rather than what God says, that is a major issue. Um, And that'll reflect on the church itself. Um, But, you know, there's several things that happen when people consider tradition. We need to start Basing our tradition around what scriptures say rather than trying to twist what scriptures say about our tradition to fit what we do. And and we need to stop cherry picking, so to speak, and actually follow what the scriptures say rather than trying to do what we want to do and then trying to get scriptures to back up what we want to do. We need to create tradition and create things around what the Lord has told us to do. So, you know, one of the one of the faults of tradition is sometimes we see the church as a building and not the people who make it up. Uh over time, this has been the case because the church itself, the, the building itself is not the church. Um and of course, you, you we all know that church that we that we grew up in. We we remember the memories and stuff like that. And you know, we like to We like to confine the church in those four walls, but that's not the church. That's not the makeup of the church. Every member of the church makes up the body of the church. It's not the building itself. And we need to be careful with with how we view the church. The, The bride of Christ is the church, and the church is not a building. It is it is the makeup, the, the, the makeup of the church is the people. They are the, yeah, it's all the people. Um, And another thing that we do when we're talking about tradition, we we try to, we end up focusing on what we're wearing rather than our spiritual state and the lost souls that need to be saved. You know, there's some churches will turn people away just for the clothes they have on their back, and they're not worried about what what the condition of their soul is. Um, I've known missionaries through the years of my life, and I know that um, I know in Kenya and in Ghana and in, in all the mission places, you know, Belize. We they they tend to not have much, and, and there's a lot of them that don't even have homes to go home to. they They don't have a bed to sleep in and but when those missionaries go over there, they don't sit there and turn them away. Uh, those churches over there, they don't turn away people that are coming in that barely, you know, that are wearing rags, they they care about their souls. And, you know, the United States, yes, we're we're not a third-world country, but we've kind of lost sight uh we're, we're we're more based on appearance and self-fulfillment and and what's pleasing to the eyes rather than what worrying about the souls. Um and you know, there's there's a ton of people out there there are, there are billions of people that need to hear the gospel. And when we're thinking that traditionally they shouldn't be dressed like that, uh, they're going to church. What if it's their first time of going to church? What if they've never heard the gospel before? You know, it's, it's not about that. Like I get it. Once that they are, once that they have developed a relationship with God and once that they have, you know, become a member of the church, then, you know, maybe, maybe, I don't know, the church helping them out. But as far as initially worrying about the soul and worrying about, you know, we need to worry about the condition of their soul and we need to worry about them knowing the truth rather than paying attention to what they're wearing or how they smell or what they look like like there's so many factors that again can tradition can kind of put a veil over the truth and um you know there's the and that that'll get me to segue to uh, the next point you know we were talking about missions and um a lot of times we view missions as that certain location. Well, they're, they're, they're in Kenya, you know, the missionaries in Kenya, there's, there's missionaries in Ghana, there's missionaries in uh, Tabasco uh, uh, in in Belize and, you know, in you know, we've got mission, mission work in Europe. We've got mission work in Africa. You know, we've even got mission work in the United States, but we don't need to view missions as a, as a location. As Christians, as children of God, we need to view missionary work as a lifestyle, and and I'm talking to myself too. This is uh, you know, I'm talking more to myself than I am anybody else, really. Um, when we when we look at the Scripture, it says to go to the go into the highways and hedges and preach the gospel. It's not a certain location that we need to be spreading the word of God. It's not, it's not a designated area. We need to spread the gospel everywhere. That could be at work. That could be at a restaurant. That could be at a ball game. That could be at school. I mean, there's, there, when we limit, in our minds, when we limit mission work into a location, we're limiting God on what he has the ability to do. God is all powerful and all knowing. He has the ability to do anything that he wants to do and anything that he sees fit that goes according to his plan. And when we confine um uh, God's power and God's presence, we're we're kind of putting a limit on his on on his abilities. And you know, it, at that point Again, it's still our fault that these that the gospel's not being spread like it should. It's not God's fault. God has never changed. We are the ones who keep changing, trying to become more politically correct, trying to become um, more. You know, we don't want our feelings hurt. You know, we don't want we don't want to be noticed in a negative way in our society. We want to be liked. We want to be. You know, there's. There's so many things that play a factor in in today's society on why we don't do as we should as Christians. Um, And talking about being politically correct goes into my next point. The tradition uh, recently that has been implemented is associating our religion with political stance. Our political stance has nothing to do with our beliefs, and our relationship with Jesus Christ. It is not, it should not be a part of what we believe in. It should not be a even a part of our personality or a personality trait. And we have taken politics to the next level, especially in the United States. Um, other countries, not so much, but the United States has a major issue with spotlighting um, politics and making it the center of discussion, the center of attention. What used to be, you know, the Founding Fathers, What, regardless of what historians will try to twist and tell you, you know, over the years it's changed. The books have always, you know, the older books have always spoke about How that this country was built upon godly principles, and then you go to Washington D.C. and read some of the walls over there, and it our forefathers talk about how none of this would have been possible without God, and that God is the uh, first and foremost uh, being that we need to put our trust in and that we need to follow. And uh, over the years, we've just we've lost sight of that, and we've put politics in to to the center of our attention. We put leaders of our country, you know, whether we love them or whether we hate them, because there seems to be no in-between, no matter who you talk to, Um, instead of supporting our leadership or instead of, you know, making them a lower priority, we have have put them to the top tier priority when God should be there. God should be number one in our lives. And again, another tradition that we that we've implemented in our church that should not even be a part of the church. There should, you know, politics shouldn't be talked in church. Business shouldn't be talked about in church. You know, we should be talking about the Lord. We should be talking about, and and not only that, we need to be talking about God in the real world among people. Um, we need to be going out and and changing the, the topic of discussion from all these sinful things to things that please God and glorify Him. Um, There is another, there's a couple more scriptures I want to read to you. Just give me a moment and I'll be able to uh, get over there real quick. But um, we just need, we need to be careful with the certain scriptures that we perceive and certain scriptures that we know of and that we cherry pick, we need to go and fully study and have a greater understanding of the Bible. Over Matthew chapter 15, verse three, it says, but he answered and said unto them, why do ye also transgress the commandments of God by your tradition? For God commanded saying, honor thy father and mother and he that curseth father or mother, let him die the death. But ye say, whosoever shall say to his father or his mother, it is a gift by whatsoever thou mightest be profited by me. And honor not his father or his mother, he shall be free. Thus have ye made the commandment of God of none effect by your tradition. Um, So again, uh, those scriptures are talking about putting tradition above scripture. Sh- uh, scripture, putting tradition above what the Lord has commissioned and commanded us. Um, there are some routines that I think that we follow that are non-biblical. And I'm not saying that they're a bad thing, but sometimes we let those become a bad thing when we get into a routine. Um, a lot of churches that I visit have a routine and, um, you know, we, we read in the scriptures how it say, how it says, woe unto those who are lukewarm unto the spirit. You know, and I'm just paraphrasing, but it says that the Lord will spew us out of his mouth. We get too complacent and too comfortable with with how we are as a church and, and we're, we're not on fire for the Lord, so to speak. We're not doing what he wants us to do. We are complacent and happy where we're at when there's a whole world that needs to hear his truth. And there's some, you know, there's some churches out there that will, they'll follow a certain guideline to, you know, it's, it's, it's an unspoken list. It's an unspoken guideline. Um, they'll, they'll start with a song and then they'll pray and then they might sing again. Then the preacher preaches and then there might be another song or there might be prayer requests. And then we dismiss. and. It's traditions like that, you know, are we truly fo- we need to ask ourselves, are we truly following what God wants us to follow in the church? Are are in in the service, are we truly glorifying God? Or are we taking it upon ourselves to run run the service? You know, are we just clocking in, so to speak, and going to church and just playing church for a little bit, just to say that you were there. Are we truly there to serve and worship God and glorify His name and spread the gospel? Like, there's just so many things to think about when we go into a church service nowadays. It's it's like the the want and desire is not there. It's it's like it's like going to work. Um, we go to work. We don't go to work every if we're being honest with, with ourselves. We don't go to work every day, thinking, oh well this is going to be the, the best day ever. This is going to be the best day ever. A lot of us go into work thinking, well, I just want to get this shift over with. I just want to clock in and clock out. And I want to, I want to uh, be able to go home and relax. And we've used that same kind of attitude towards services, towards church services. Um, some of us will go to church and be like well what am i going to eat afterwards you know what are we going to you know when am i going to be able to relax and our traditions have gotten in the way of our spiritual lives and and the services that we have with our brothers and sisters um over in second timothy chapter 4 and verse 2 it says um preach the word, be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lusts shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. And they sh- they shall turn their ears or they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned into fables. So, not only has our actions proved to be you know proved to be traditional and proved to be complacent but the truth that we speak in our churches sometimes it you know it's it's no longer it's no longer the cold hard truth in some cases there's a lot of churches out there and there's a lot of organizations out there that will try to spread what people want to hear and what <laughs> what they want to um listen to while they're at church. They want, you know, they want to hear that God is love. Yeah, sure, God is love. God loves every one of us, but he's also a God of wrath. And and we need to do our best to please the Lord. You know, God is a jealous God. He does He does not want any other gods before him. And he has that right. He was our creator. He sent His only begotten Son to die on the cross for our sins. And it is a reasonable service. To, to spend our lives doing what he would have us to do. um, There's just so much that I think we need to be thinking about as Christians, as children of God. And there's, we just need to find out what God wants us to do rather than following suit with the many years that have gone, you know, the, the many years that have gone by that we have just sat there and just been complacent and been satisfied with how everything's been. I mean, everybody talks about the good old days, the good old days. You know, they, they talk about, Oh, there used to be so many people that go to church. You know, we used to, you know, our great grandparents would walk to church with their shoes in their hands and, you know, be singing and praising God before they even go into the church house. That, does not have to be the good old days that could be the good new days that could be what we're doing right now but it's all up to us each and every one of us to start making that change and actively trying to make that change now um and we'll see churches flourish and we'll see the lost uh come and and get saved and or or whatever terminology you use as far as redemption goes, but the, the, um, it's all one common goal. We want to spread the gospel. We want to teach people about the word of God. And I just, um, I think we're losing sight of that. And I think, you know, that while I said, like I said, there are some good traditions and some not so good. Uh, well, that's all I have for this episode. Um, if you have any questions or comments, uh, go to our Facebook page, hit the like button, um, uh, send us a message. Um, you can reach us through um, multiple platforms, but uh, just uh, let us know if you you have any subjects that you want us to uh, go across as well. Cause me and Caleb are always looking for input. That's one thing that I feel like it's lacking here is uh, interaction. And if you guys could just talk to us, let us know um, what you want to study. Let us know what you want to hear about, what you want to discuss or even debate about. And we will, we'll, we'll be able to discuss it with you guys. So, all right. Thank you guys so much. And until next time, this was conversations with Corey.